All right, welcome to Rock Vegas, everybody. It's Glenn Rockney, and uh, it's a short week this week. Uh, feels weird recording tonight. I normally do my other podcasts around this time during the week, but feels weird recording tonight because uh, Raiders got a game on Thursday against the LA Chargers, looking for the sweep. Um, and it's uh, yeah, no, it's crazy doing this uh, doing this podcast. Like right, I felt like I just dropped the other one the other day. So shout out to those of you who tuned into that one. I know that was kind of a negative downer one. Um, today's gonna be a little bit different, trust me. Um, because uh, although the loss to the Colts doesn't doesn't feel good, still, I mean, it's bad. It was it was a bad loss. The way it happened, time of year that it happened, and uh, just. Seeing, you know, the Ravens win on, on Monday makes it that much tougher to get to the playoffs. Raiders need a lot of stuff to happen. Um, don't control their own destiny. Uh, that's bad. That's all. All that's bad. But it's not Groundhog Day, right? Not, not anymore. Because the Raiders are going to have a new defensive coordinator this Thursday. That's Rod Marinelli because the Raiders got rid of Paul Gunther. Paul Gunther is gone. See you later. Uh, she, what he, he almost had three full seasons with this team with terrible defense. It's insane. Uh, although I, like I said, I'll get into the ins and outs of it and you know, who's to blame. Um, you, you can't keep Gunther. I mean, you just can't, there was no reason to keep Paul Gunther as the defensive coordinator on this team. It had to be better than it was. And it, the defense regressed this year. I'm sorry. It, it did at least up front. You know what I mean? I think the back end's showing a little bit of promise uh, from time to time, very hot and cold, terrible game last Sunday, but uh, they're they've shown that they have a little something going on, but up front, it's just been horrible. Um, and, and you know, John Gruden, I just, I gotta say before I get into Paul Gunther, he he's too loyal to his, to his friends and, and you know, well, except for Derek Ansley, right? I mean, I know Derek Ansley left for uh, Tennessee defensive coordinator, but for me, I like, man, after year one, cause let's, let's be real. That defense was not good. And I, and I know the Raiders were quote unquote rebuilding. They had just traded a blue chip player away, but you know, if you were able to see, cause Derek Ansley's doing a heck of a job at, at uh, Tennessee uh, uh, university of Tennessee volunteers right now as their defensive coordinator, he's doing a really nice job over there. And, and you have to wonder, man, like, if Gruden wasn't so loyal to his friends, could he have seen maybe a little bit of something there in Derek Ansley to maybe give him a promotion the way that, you know, uh, Del Rio and McKenzie did with Todd Downing? I mean, I know that wasn't the best example, but I'm just saying something like that, an assistant that you don't want to see get away. But no, no, we keep Gunther for uh, another year and some change. I mean, really, we're almost done with the season. And, you know, you have to look at Gruden's contract, too. It's a 10-year contract. I'm not saying Gruden's not trying to win. I'm just saying he does not – there's no way, I, I, in my opinion, to replicate the feeling of being on the hot seat as a head coach. There's no way that – even though Gruden might swear that he coaches the way that he coaches, you know, as if it's his last day ever coaching, you know, I'm sure he watches – as as much film, if not more than anybody, I'm not saying it's a work ethic thing, but I'm saying there is no way to replicate that feeling that just that intangible feeling where it's like, I might get fired if I fuck up. And Gruden doesn't have that. And that's why I think he holds on to guys like Gunther for a long time. 
I'm hoping this was the cause of him to wake up because it took it took a while, and I wish they had done it earlier in the season. Like in my opinion, I, I think Paul Gunther there was easily it was easily justifiable to fire him after like the Tampa Bay game or or the uh, uh, the Bills. Well, maybe not maybe not the Tampa Bay game, but like I would say the uh, maybe like even the Bills or the Patriots. And I knew they bounced back and had a nice defensive effort against Kansas City, but after those two games. I, I, there was time to get rid of Gunther. Okay. I'm not super excited about Marinelli. I'll get into that closer to the end of the show, but I'm not super excited about Marinelli, but it would have, I think you, you give the defense a shot in the arm. Usually at least for a couple games, you can kind of buy like a, like one of those energy boosts in, or like the mushrooms in Mario Kart that make you go fast for just a little bit. You know what I mean? You could have bought a little bit of that for your, for your, uh, for your defense. So, Again, the Gruden loyalty's killer. So whoever he hires again, and it might be Rod Marinelli, <laughs> you know what I mean? Whoever they decide to have the defense running again, I, I don't think they're going to be here for a while too. Because Gruden has seven more years left on his deal. This is year three. But I was asked a question today, and uh, uh, this is by uh, Pepito's Jordans. Um, shout out. Uh, yeah, who shot me? That's what his uh, display name is. And... Uh, what he was asking was I, I asked for some questions today. So if anybody had anything, uh, anything going and, and he asked how much blame did Gunther really deserve, which I do think is a good question. I, I've gotten into it a little bit on past episodes, but um, let me start by making the case for Paul Gunther. All right. Now this is just, you know, where say I'm the defense attorney that thinks the client did it, but you know, you still kind of do the job. Like I, I, you know, I'm just, this is devil's advocate. The case for Paul Gunther, you take a job and they trade your best defensive player. The minute you start, not the minute you start, but you went into the season thinking you had Khalil Mack. Now we know what happened with the team after that. So I think even after that first year, people were like, ah, it didn't look good, but we'll see. And, you know, if I was going into a job and, and like, look, I, I know he was offered the job, but if I'm going into a job and I'm thinking, hmm, I get to coach Khalil Mack, this is going to be so tight. And then he's gone. I'm like, I don't know. It's kind of, he was kind of the focal point of what I wanted to do on defense. So he had that, right? This is, this doesn't excuse him for this year, by the way, but um, there was constant turnover, right? It was constant turnover. Um, I don't think a lot of us love the defensive draft picks for the Raiders. Um, and and we don't know if that's because of Gunther or not. But, I mean, I, I think we a lot of us don't love the Raiders' defensive choices since Gunther's been here. So you, you can't say there's been a lot of, you know, great talent on this defense that by themselves is good on any team. We don't know that. And, you know, I, I, maybe, maybe he didn't have the most to work with and and we'll see what kind of job he gets after this. I don't think he'll be out of the league, but I don't think he'll get a defensive coordinator job after this. Um, usually when you coach the, one of the last ranked defenses in the league, you usually not another team, but like, how do I get that? I need that right now. You know, you don't usually, you don't usually see that, but I mean, that's all I got for the case for Gunther. It's, it's not much. Um, now the case against Gunther, I mean, I got a list that hits the floor. You know what I mean? But 
I was just watching the other night. This is just, it's not the main case, but I was just watching the other night. I was watching Carl Joseph play good football for the for the Browns. I kind of forgot about that this year that Carl Joseph was on the Browns and like playing good football. He was solid on the Raiders too. Not great, not great. Probably was was a very much a reach by Reggie McKenzie, but I think he's a lot better than just having Jonathan Abram back there. And it's a lot better than Demarius Randall, who didn't play a snap for this team. But Carl Joseph looked better just on the Browns, and I know they have a little more talent around him, but you know, I think Joe Woods also does does a decent job for the Browns. And Jihad Ward is like I, I know he's not a superstar, but he's he's handling a little I mean, like he batting down balls at the line. I mean, it's a lot better than what we saw out of Jihad Ward. And he's done it for a couple teams, you know, since he's left. So you have to wonder if there's a defensive coordinator. It's like you can't even get like minimal production out of a guy like Jihad Ward or, you know, you can't even like Carl Joseph is better when he leaves. And, you know, I thought Ken Norton Jr. was the same way, but even he in Seattle, their defense isn't good, but defense makes a lot more plays than any Gunther defense did. But like even with when Norton, I, I thought the same thing. It's like you see Danico Autry doing doing great things for the Colts. And you're like, how, how could that not happen? Lorenzo Alexander, guys like that. The same thing with Norton. And I, I think we're going to see the same thing with Gunther. But what do those two guys have in common? They were the last couple Raiders defensive coordinators. So what is it about this franchise that we just can't get good defense? I like legitimately barely remember even like, I don't think I've ever seen a dominant defense in my lifetime and I'm 30 for the Raiders. A dominant. I, they, they were they were solid in the, in the early two thousands. Like a solid and great offense, solid defense. Light years ahead of what it is right now, but like a dominant defense. Like most people in their lifetime have seen a dominant. Their team at least have a dominant defense. So what is it about this about this franchise? It, it's crazy. I, I don't know. I don't want to get too far down into that, but um, I kind of did a lot of that on the last episode. So, but even then, against Gunther, against Atlanta, there's a play. Where Atlanta scores, there's 10 guys on the field. Communication breakdowns everywhere. Guys looking at each other, pointing, what the hell, before the snap goes. There's no kind of disguising anything that Paul Gunther ever did with his defense. Whenever there was a blitz, I swear to God, Jonathan Abrams doing jumping jacks on the line of scrimmage. You're just like, well, blitz is coming. You could always tell when the Raiders are going to blitz. And if I could tell, why couldn't us, you know, veteran quarterback in the NFL tell. And it was weird because I, I mentioned it last episode and I, I've heard BD Williams speak on this is the Raiders they can they can either decide they're going to defend the run or defend the pass. And I don't mean by the by the call, but it's more so like okay, we're selling out on the run. If they throw any kind of pass, it's going to be a huge game. And then sometimes the team would run against that stupidly and the Raiders would blow up the run on first down. Oh, wow, it's first and 12, you know? Cool. But then, you know, eventually the team converts the third down. That's the other thing. Third and 15. Third, all these third and double-digit downs. I'm sorry. At some point, that has to be on the defensive coordinator. And I'm not saying that this defense has top-tier talent on there. But getting back to what I was saying, the Raiders' defense, they, they don't have that versatility or, or ability to... Like, oh, here's a, you know, we're, we kind of have a pass call here, but they have no chance of stopping a run if a team just decides to run, right? And you saw that 
going into the half, I believe uh, the last game. Going to the half, there's like like 14 seconds left. Philip Rivers just hands the ball, and it's like third and ten or something. And the guy almost scores a touchdown. Naeem Hines. It's like the de- offense is like we're defending the pass. We're defense. What is he doing? Oh, he handed the ball to the running back. Oh my god, I've never seen that before. So you can't keep a guy like that. You can't keep Paul Gunther as the defensive coordinator for the Raiders. It's brutal. You bring in guys like LaMarcus Joyner. He's going to play a great free safety for the Rams. Nah, slot corner. What? Like, come on, man. Like, like something had to change. I wish it changed earlier. It changed now. Rod Marinelli for the rest of the year. We'll see if maybe just the defense plays just a slightly better. Hey, who knows? Raiders have a pretty winnable schedule out. I, I don't have the most confidence in the team right now, but they have a winnable schedule coming up. So I think Paul Gunther deserves more than his fair share of blame. More than, of, uh, you know, definitely more than the players, even though I don't, I don't love the way the team is constructed on defense. So what do you do, right? Do you, do you make Rod Marinelli your defensive coordinator next year? Um, you know, I think there's going to be a few games that decide that at the end of the year here. If there's a significant uptick in, in uh, defensive play, I, I think, yeah, I, I mean, I could see them making Rod Marinelli. Now, who would I go for? Because that's what I was asked uh, today by my <laughs> by at the big STD. Shout out, shout out my guy. What a, what a great handle. And uh, who would I go after? Now I'm kind of a progressive football mind, you know. Some some would say I, I think I I kind of lean on lean on analytics a little bit and um, a lot of stuff like that. But I said I think you got to go young as a defensive coordinator. And like I mean, there's not somebody last name young. I'm talking about like a younger defensive coordinator. Um, I see a lot of people bringing out these legacy names and names from the past. Uh, that's cool. I'm not saying it wouldn't work. I'm not saying it wouldn't be better than now. But I'd like to I'd like to find a coaching staff you like. Find a defense that you like. Like I like the 49ers defense. That hurt me to say that. But I like the 49ers defense. I like Robert Sala, I like what he does. Um I think you see them still play pretty damn good defense with all the injuries that they have, which does speak to scheme. I mean, it speaks to depth, but I think it speaks to scheme a lot. Taking a guy like Kerry Hyder from Dallas, just making him a great pass rusher from the interior and uh just yeah, I, I mean, they, they have blue chip talent, but they've won without their blue chip talent. Not so much this year, but they've had guys hurt and, and still working around them. So maybe find an assistant from that staff. I, I, don't, I can't say I'm, I'm going to just know off the top of my head all the assistants on uh, San Francisco staff or which one's qualified to be a defensive coordinator, but you, you have to trust your you know super high-profile front office and head coach to maybe uh, uh, evaluate in that regard um, because the Rams did it. The Rams did it. Uh, they upgraded their old dinosaur defensive coordinator and got a young guy from Vic Fangio's staff in Denver. Vic Fangio, very respected defensive coordinator. Hasn't gone great for him in Denver, but they're playing good defense this year. And uh, Vic Fangio's proved it everywhere he's gone. But the Rams went and got Brandon Staley, who I believe was linebacker's coach for uh, Vic Fangio. And they are the number one defense against the pass right now. The number one defense. Now, they got some 
they got some big time players on that defense Two mainly like, you know, maybe a top five corner in the league and the best defensive lineman in the league. It's insane. So, you know, he's got that, but so did the guy before him. It's a young man's game now. And that's why, you know, whenever there's a, an opening, I sometimes I cringe at some of the pe- stuff people have said, and I don't, I don't hate this guy. I don't think he's terrible. And I ended, he's definitely an upgrade if the Raiders were to get him um, as far as, you know, football mind. But I, I don't really want the Raiders to do this. I don't want them to bring in Wade Phillips. I really don't. I think Wade Phillips is, a, I mean, honestly, a great football mind. I think he's, if he can go to the Hall of Fame as a defensive coordinator, I think he should. But right now, I just don't want him. Why didn't he get hired last year? Or, I'm sorry, after the Rams. Why didn't somebody just go? I mean, maybe somebody did and maybe decided to take a year off. I'm not sure. I, 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 I'd I have to look that up. But it wouldn't excite me. And, and there's a few reasons why. Like I said before, Brandon Staley takes over the Rams. They're number one against the pass. And the Rams' defense was disappointing last year for them. It wasn't the same as the year before. My dad's a huge Rams fan. He loves them. And when we'd always watch, he'd always be mad that the the corners would be playing way off on third down. Way off the line. Give up a huge play on third down. What does that sound like right now? (laughs) Giving up a big play on third down. Trayvon Mullen really struggles in off, man. I think he's great when he's pressing. So... I'd like to bring in somebody that could see Trayvon Mullen and maybe not just be somebody like, no, it's either my scheme or, or we're out of here. I, I want somebody to see Trayvon Mullen, put him in a position to where he's going to succeed. Somebody like that, right? And I, and I want that for every player on the defense. Um, another thing about Wade Phillips is, and, and I hate that this isn't true about the Raiders, everywhere Wade, Wade Phillips has been great at, he has had probably a top five defensive player, at least one on the team. DeMarcus Ware when he was with the Cowboys. J.J. Watt when he was with the Texans. Aaron Donald. Jalen Ramsey. Vaughn Miller. DeMarcus Ware again. Then he had those two great corners out there. I, I just, I don't know if his scheme... I don't think the Raiders would be as, as good as the uh, the previous teams that he'd coached. And the other thing is, I it's not this wouldn't necessarily be a huge deal to me, but I don't see John Gruden switching to a 3-4 defense. I just don't see it. I think he has way too much say in this organization, and I've said that for a while. And when what happens there is you, you get him just deciding, no, we're, we're never getting rid of this. And I think John Gruden wants that Tampa 2 shit. I think that's what he wants. And he definitely wants a 4-3. And, and also, you have to realize all this, these high picks that have gone into this defense. It's not so much the money. It's the, it's the high picks that have gone into this defense. Cleland Furl. I don't think Cleland Furl is going to be a five technique in a 3-4. In a, in a I was getting into some discussions about that. And, and let's be real. What did we hate about Paul Gunther? It's taking some guy and putting him in a position that, where he was unnatural and, and be like, oh, go to work. Like, I don't, wanna, I don't want Cleland Furl to be learning uh, you know, the five technique next year. 
I don't think Max Crosby's a stand-up linebacker. I, 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 or I'm sorry, a stand-up rusher. I think Arden Key is, and I think Arden Key would benefit a lot from a from a three-four defense. But are we bringing in a guy to build around Arden Key? I, I don't think so. I wouldn't mind the linebackers in that scenario either. The two middles, Littleton, Kwiatkowski, or even Morrow. Um, I wouldn't mind that. I mean, it's it's doable, but you'd have to. You'd have to really be not happy with your draft picks, and that would be a crazier sign to me, because Cleveland Furl is do is improving this year, despite what the sack numbers tell you. He's imp- he's improving, um, and I just feel like we, we're going to start over there. I, I just don't think Wade Phillips is the answer people think he is. So yeah, I mean, look, just wrapping up this Paul Gunther thing. It was time. It was time to go. This this defense is embarrassing. Way too much money invested. Way too much draft capital invested. And if this defense can just creep in just a little bit, like just creep in to to average, or right now even to go from terrible to just like slightly below average, I think the Raiders could win out if they were to do that. And maybe that happens. Maybe it's a shot in the arm. Maybe they're going to bury a football at practice. Shout out and rest in peace, Tony Sperano. But it all starts Thursday. That all starts Thursday. It does feel like kind of a newer era. It kind of feels like a different part of the Raiders season. Like, like that was kind of like a, almost like a season finale, like beforehand, you know, of a show. And it's like, now I feel like we're starting on a new season, like this, this charger game, it's, especially because it's happening so fast. But unfortunately, Henry Ruggs is on the COVID list. And, uh, that's a shame it is because I was really hoping to see him that was one of the silver linings I think even if the Raiders were to get knocked out of playoff contention which which they're not 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 mathematically but would would maybe see rugs develop get get a few chunk plays on these last few games uh get the ball to him quick uh things like that I thought they were you know I thought they were gonna try to do that a little more against Indy but I did see a few times where he got the ball um so yeah, it was hope for Rugs to have a speedy recovery. Um, just hopefully everything's safe there. And uh, is it Brian Edwards' season? Is it Brian Edwards' time? I hope so. I would love to see some Brian Edwards looks in this offense. Get him some targets. He should be playing outside. I, I mean, I don't. I don't need to see Zay Jones. Nice pass, dude. That's that's all I got for you. I don't need to see Zay Jones out there. Let's see Brian Edwards. Brian Edwards is already an elite blocking wide receiver if you look at his PFF run grades. Tell me Gruden doesn't want that out there. I, that's crazy. And I, I just want to see that's that would just be really nice uh something to build on if you could get Brian Edwards some success, man. Set him up for some success, some good high percentage targets. Just get his feet wet a little more. Cause I, I swear in that Patriots game he was starting to get going. The one where he got hurt. And and you know, the the biggest thing everyone's gonna have their eye on. Usually every week it's Derek Carr. We put Derek Carr under a microscope and you know, critique him for this. Today it's the dad voice thing. That was weird. Dad voice is weird. I don't I just don't lob softballs, Derek. Don't lob softballs to people that don't like you. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. And uh, um, you know, make them work for it. Make them work for the criticism. 
the thing everyone's going to be looking forward to, anticipating, maybe a little anxiously, is how is the defense going to look under under Marinelli? I, I you know, when they brought in Rod Marinelli, I, I thought it was for this reason was it was Gunther insurance. Uh, now I thought Gunther would be fired a lot earlier in the season and the defense might've turned around a little bit second half of the season, but Gruden easily planned on having him here for all year. And it was not until he absolutely had to, or at least felt he had to, um, because that's the thing about Gruden's contract. He doesn't have to do anything. You see why I, I constantly complain about it, but I thought Marinelli would take over at some point this year. But I also didn't think the D-line would regress like this. I thought he was going to be a huge addition to the D-line. So one thing I've seen from film breakdowns like tape don't lie and stuff is that Rod Marinelli doesn't preach run defense the way Paul Gunther does. Paul Gunther is all about stopping the run. That's what he likes to do. He likes to stop the run, especially on base downs. Rod Marinelli is like, hey, pin your ears back. Let's go get after it. And I think that's similar to the way the Raiders played week five against Kansas City. It was kind of just pin your ears back, get after it. Um, we got to stop that quarterback. And the Chargers are a good offensive line to be facing. I mean, good for the Raiders because their offensive line is not very good. And I want to see the defense pin their ears back and go get Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert's been struggling a little bit these last couple of weeks. And build off it these last three games. His defense is still young. So these last three games, whatever happens to the Raiders, the playoffs, whatever happens. Got to go out strong on defense. So we're interested to see that. Interested to see how much. I don't expect a lot of schematic changes. Maybe just a little more Tampa 2 coverage. But, you know, that's something I don't think ages well, you know. And oh, I'm sorry. One more thing, too. One one more thing before I before I get into wrapping this up. I do think Raheem Morris is eventually going to like be the defensive coordinator. If this defense doesn't have a huge improvement towards the end of the year, I think John Gruden does his best to get Raheem Morris uh, in the building. I think that's what he's going to like. Um, I wouldn't hate that personally. Um, I don't. You know, I'm, again, I'm not a scheme expert, so I would definitely defer to you know the you know tape don't lie guys for that one. But. I, I I wouldn't hate Raheem Morris being in there. Um, that's that's who knows. Maybe Atlanta, <laughs> maybe Atlanta keeps him. I don't know. That you just don't know. But yeah, I, you know, see what this defense can do. See what the Raiders can do against the Chargers. Um, I predicted them to go eight and eight this year, and that's kind of where I think they're going to finish. I think Miami and Denver. Raiders just don't beat Denver at Denver that often, especially this late in the year. Um, and then Miami, we'll see. Miami's tough, but I feel good about them beating uh, L.A. this week. And uh, you know what? I want to go to the playoffs. <laughs> I want to go to the playoffs. I, uh, I can't say I'm too confident about it right now, but on Twitter today I said I'm not going to cut my hair if the Raiders – or until the Raiders go to the playoffs. Um, I don't wish to be stepping on it when it's on the floor, so I'd like to have it happen within the next calendar year. But yeah, not cutting it. I'm on a hair. I'm on a hair strike. I did the episode without the hat today, so you could see how long the hair is. And uh, there were people commenting that didn't really quite know me or follow me or anything, and they're just like, "Yeah, picture didn't happen." Well, you know what? I got a YouTube channel, so I can't really hide from you guys. So yeah, growing it out, man. 
they sneak in this year, I don't even know if I'll cut it. Honestly, I don't really want to cut it right now, but I'm just saying if they sneak in this year, you know, the bet is off, but I might not cut it. If they don't get in, it's going to be a long year. Might be down, might be down another, you know, five, six inches and stuff. So never know. But uh, yeah, that, that's it for me this week, guys. Um, again, it's kind of crazy doing a, like episodes, like almost back to back uh with this but uh Raiders got a game Thursday I wanted to have this out all day for Wednesday for you guys to listen to it um I won't be I'll probably be doing one yeah I guess I guess I gotta if we're doing Thursday I gotta have one out for you by Friday or Saturday right that would make sense so I'll see you guys in a couple days uh you can follow me on Twitter I'm at Glenn Rockney G-L-E-N-R-O-C-K-N-E-Y geez forgot to spell my last name and then uh I have another podcast called rare candy at rare candy pod one. Uh, we just had a really good episode. If you're looking for something uplifting, um, if you feel like politically or just even, uh, within, you know, the way we react or interact with each other as humans, uh, and stuff like that, if you feel like we're in a weird place right now, especially with the pandemic, um, listen to that episode. It's about food cultivation and how that builds community and stuff, uh, and the economics of it and stuff. So you check that out. Um, again, that's, if you follow me on Twitter, just go to the, um, just go to my bio and you can click on the rare candy Twitter link, uh, in there. And I also have the podcast link in there. Um, shout out to everybody who did listen to that. I, there were some people that listened to this show that checked that out. Um, and shout out for, uh, shout out to those of you who tuned into that. And, um, yeah, I'll, I don't know if I'll have one Thursday night for you because the game ends kind of late, but um, I'll try to have one out for you guys on Friday. And uh, yeah, go Raiders.